the Spanish announce table. Tim, it is good to hear from you. Uh, it has been a while since we have recorded a podcast. So to catch up all the loyal listeners, uh, now that we're actually recording together in some time, I will start with you. What's been up? What's new? It's good to hear from your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm pleased to uh, grace you with my presence. Um, it is good to hear you too, Tom. Yeah, no, I've just been super busy, man, doing um, the work, the school, uh, running the kids around. Uh, and we've talked about that on the previous episode. So just still maintaining that focus. Got a few more months of that. Uh, so we can smarten me up a little bit, you know, kind of bring me up to the, up to the middle of the pack. You know what I mean? Well, so let's, uh, catch listeners who may have missed that, uh, what you're going Mm -hmm. to school for, because fun fact, and my math might not be right here, but I believe when we started this podcast, you were getting your degree then Mm -hmm. from UMKC. So now what are you doing this time around? This is a, it's like a digital boot camp. It's for data analytics. So I'm going to be a data analyst basically there. So that, um, that is taking right data and then using computer coding languages to then manipulate that data, query that data, you know what I mean? Get useful stuff out of that and turn it into producible reports, presentations, websites, et cetera, so on, right? You know what? I'm going to say yes, but I really don't know what that means. But you know what? For fear of sounding stupid, I got you, Tim. Totally understand. So like in in my side time when I was playing around with some of the stuff I learned, I was able to learn how to uh, web scrape, right? Reach out to the internet, pull off some new stuff at random when we need to that we could then like shuffle as like, hey, here's the latest wrestling headline. Mm-hmm. Boom. And like, and then like to just code the website, like, Oh yeah, I learned how to do that. Right. So I could like make, I can remake the website eventually when I get some time there. That's awesome. Um, and then use that stuff. Right. So we can query mm-hmm. what are the top headlines now and just have that automatically populate the website, that kind of stuff. Right. And that's kind of a sign some of that, but also I can run like if I could work for a company and then they need reports and I could like, they've got, so let's say you run a company you've got all those call centers and you've got all that data stored now of all the call centers they've ever taken and all the breakdown of that, what does that mean to you? You need somebody to be able to like go in and produce things that they can, I can click this button and get my monthly report. And it looks like this, right? So, you know, you can make a lot of that in house. Look at you just getting better with your life. Look at you bettering yourself. That is, that is admirable at the least. There you you go. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, trying to do that. And then, so, you know, with everything else, we always discussed how busy I already was with the Mm -hmm. family. You're the busiest person I know. Like there are people who tell me that they're busy and I always use you as the barometer. So I go like, you know, I I work with people and they're doing X, Y, and Z and they have hobbies, uh, you know, themselves. And so they'll be like, Oh man, I've just been running around. I've got this and this and this. And then I'll put that up against your schedule. And I'm like, eh, not buying it. I don't think you're that busy. (laughs) You know, it, it ebbs and flows. We'll say that, right? It's up and down sometimes. And right now it's been a little busy and I just knew, uh, you know, I was like, hey, man, I'm not going to be able to do this every week right now. But, uh, you know, it didn't mean we had to walk away from it. I was like, this is a, you know, this is a six month, uh, you know, many times and uh, many nights a week course kind of a thing, right? And involved projects, stuff like that. And I was like, let me just finish this. Then we can get back to the, uh, the stuff. But we're not going to let 
a thing like the Royal Rumble. Uh, skip us by, so that's why we're here now. But let's turn it to you, um, Tom. You've got some big stuff coming up a semi soon that I just uh, went ahead and, and RSVP'd for, if we're not giving away too much of a hint there. Yeah, uh, but well, what is new with you got coming up? Well, so last time we talked together on a podcast episode, uh, I was informing the listeners of, you know, wedding festivities. And so we are, as of this recording, 36 days away from Leap Day. And Leap Day is important because that is my wedding day. And so, yeah, you RSVP'd, which thank you very much. Uh, good to get a head count and know who can eat what. That was one thing that I did not realize that went into a wedding is who's allergic to what. This person's a, a vegetarian. That person is a pescatarian. This person is a is a carnivore. Uh, this other person doesn't like, you know, too much salt on their fucking potatoes and all this shit. So I was just like, really? That is a that is an interesting fun fact about the wedding process is people yes. eat. Well, Nikki even told me uh, my wife. She was like, "Hey, um, she was like, just put down vegetarian, make it easy on them." She was like, "I saw that they've got a vegetarian option." She was like, "We don't gotta overload them with details." <laughs> she was like, "I'm sure they've got enough." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah, we do have a vegetarian option, which is great. Um, and uh, the one thing that I will tell you. Uh, to be completely transparent, is I hope you like cheese because everything has cheese in it. I kid you not. When we when we pick through the menu uh, at the end with the the event planner uh, after we were done picking all of our choices, she goes, "So do you guys enjoy cheese?" And we're like, "Yeah." She goes, "Because everything here has some type of cheese in it." And I was like, "Hmm." Well, good. Well, it wouldn't be a bomb event if there wasn't a lot of cheese. Yeah. You know what I mean, so this one's going to have all the cheese. It's going to have cheese in the food, cheese during the ceremony, cheese during the reception. Uh, I'll be cheesy, most likely. Hey, I'll be nervous. That is a great point for us to pause for a second and remind the listeners that we can use a little extra cheese ourselves because Tom's going to use up a lot of cheese mm-hmm. uh, on this. Go to our website, SpanishNowTable.net, and click the Donate button and donate via PayPal, or you can shop on Amazon. There's an Amazon button on there. You can do all that stuff. Uh, but anyway, back to uh, yeah, the cheese. Yes, the cheese. No, that is a great point. And you know what? As we get closer mm-hmm. to the days, since you now how you n- now know how to uh, configure a website to do any and everything, we might add a link uh, to my honeymoon fund where you just can donate to my honeymoon f- fund directly. That would be great. No, well, I'm kidding. Um but yeah, uh, this wedding thing, I will say bail this money. bail money. Yes, of course. Well, you know what? I will say this. Uh, we got lucky. So we are going through a venue that does the majority of the work. So they take care of the food. They're obviously on site. It's uh, the ceremony and reception is in the same place. So I will say in comparison to other couples that are doing the wedding planning process, like we have it easy. We're on like, you know, uh, rookie mode. If you're going to like use it for video game terms. Um, so there is easy on the first one, right? That's Ric Flair advice right there. Yeah. Go overboard on the first one. Go through six or seven of these. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I took, I took my advice right from the the man himself, Mr. Four divorces, four horsemen, uh, Ric Flair. And I just said, you know what? Let's have one venue take care of as much as possible. But hey, he's the fourth horseman. <laughs> yeah. So hey, let's let's get into what we're here to talk about because it was fun to play catch up with Tim and Tom. But what we are recording is a Royal Rumble episode, and so let's talk about the Royal Rumble. Now, uh, 
to save everyone time since we've been gone for so long. We're not going to break down every storyline and every uh, backstage story that we've heard. We're just going to talk in a condensed form because obviously you, you guys know and I know that Tim is very busy and I still have some wedding planning to do. Uh, so we're just going to talk about the men's Royal Rumble match and the women's Royal Rumble match. Tim, I'll, I'll do a uh, choose your own adventure since we didn't talk about this offline. Uh, which match do you want to start with first? Ooh, look at you. Yeah, let me look at the match list here. Then let's obviously not go for the big ones, right? We can't uh, we gotta start with something semi easy here. Let's see. Let's let's go. Let's start with your favorite character. Let's start with Shorty G and Seamus. Oh, you want to break down the entire pay per view? Oh, I like this. Yeah, let's do it. Choose your own adventure. I thought we were just going to do the two matches, but I am more than ready to do the entire card. So yeah, let's start talk about Shorty G versus Sheamus. Uh, so side note, one thing that I find interesting about this pay-per-view and really pay-per-views that do this is the, we have a match, which will be Sheamus and Shorty G. And I'm assuming they're both also going to be in the Royal Rumble. I find that interesting. What 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 are your thoughts on like, you see a match earlier in the evening and then later you hear their music again and it's like well okay what do you think yeah that's always it was always interesting and i don't know if they have to do that anymore because they've got so many people but there's also so many people that they think they need to actually like feature on an event you know like Mm -hmm. they don't always they might have 40 people back there but they're like we kind of like these 17 guys you know yeah, um, of course. Yeah, the list. I don't see those two on the the Royal Rumble match list here. Now I'm not counting how many there are on this list. It's probably less than thirty. Yeah. So that would happen. Um, but just this match in general, too. You know, well, gosh, we've harped over this Shorty G gimmick. I feel like enough. But the Sheamus thing, I, I felt like the Sheamus thing could have been done the same way they're doing it, but just aimed a little higher. You know? Yeah, I feel like it's a lose-lose for both guys in this spot. Because if you have Shorty G lose to Sheamus, well, now he's kind of dead in the water because you're essentially proving the point, assuming that Sheamus wins clean, that Shorty G just isn't, you know, doesn't cut the mustard, as they say, and he's just going to be a perpetual mid-carder, right? But then if you have Shorty G beat Sheamus, well, Sheamus just took off all this time, went back to a, you know, look from 2011, which seems like everyone's doing on SmackDown, and then his first match back, he loses. So I don't think that anyone really wins in this scenario because it's kind of a, like you said, it should have been for the Sheamus character, uh, aimed a little bit higher, uh, for, for the, the character coming back after such a long layoff and for shorty G, which Jesus Christ, that's the worst name ever, but still for what that character is, you can't just have them get beat clean to these big, stronger guys. So I, I don't know. Overall, I'm not excited about this match. I'm still a Chad Gable guy through and through. I follow him on Instagram. His workouts with Otis are insane. Those two guys get after it. It's incredible that Chad Gable can keep up with Otis as far as weight with some of the lifts they do. It's incredible. So I definitely recommend following him on Instagram. But uh with this match specifically, I think 
they're going to do Chad Gable with, you know, the most dastardly uh, move in WWE history that no one can beat the roll up. I think Chad Gable will get a roll up and, and we just move on. But I don't know. What do you hey, think? Well, the roll up, I mean, what's the effective rate on the roll up in 24 seven championship matches? 98%, uh, I think. Yeah. That. I think the only time we I didn't mean, see it work yeah. was when uh, Mojo Raleigh, uh, stop the Singh brothers last Monday. You might have a point. You might have a point. Yeah, this the shortage thing. I just, I, yeah. See, this is what we get when we don't have. They're not writing to the show. They're not planning this show on like how can we do this show week to week, like a like a uh, you know like we said writers on a on a drama or a sitcom. And I understand it is different, right? But this is what we get. We get these two characters with these two distinct angles that they're both trying to but now we get to a head where we go oh crap but if we do that shorty g misses out and if we do this Seamus misses out and then we go ah but you know what neither one really stands to win much anyway so who gives a shit yeah i agree so coming out strong here on spanish announce table <laughs> with the take of Meh. so what, what what's the next <laughs> match we got going on well, we've got United States champion Andrade taking on uh, Umberto Carrillo. Uh, also, I just, I, they're not doing much in these, I guess. I mean, sure, these guys are not terrible in the ring, but I also don't feel like there's going to be a whole lot of storytelling in this match or anything either. I just, I know they got to have an undercard, but I just, I don't know about what. I feel like there's not a whole lot of attention to pay to the undercard in WWE these days. Well, I find this match very offensive because it feels like Andrade can only feud with fellow Mexicans. And that's only. just so stupid, right? So the entire breadth of his uh, raw career has been first showing up on raw. And that was fine and everything, but goes right into a feud with Carrillo. And then that turns into a feud with Rey Mysterio. And then we go back to Carrillo and it's just, can we do something else? I mean, this has been the storyline for Rey Mysterio since Eddie Guerrero passed away. Actually, to be more specific, after he lost the world championship, uh, Rey Mysterio has just been re regulated to, uh, you know, feuds with Alberto Del Rio, feuds with Chavo Guerrero, feuds now with Andrade, feuds now. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if yeah, after this. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be shocked that after this feud, if we turn Carrillo heel and then we get Carrillo and uh, Rey Mysterio in 2021. And so it's just I find it very offensive that we can't do a storyline that's not a Mexican hates a Mexican. It's just so, I don't know, lazy. I get that there's a market that obviously WWE would like to tap into, but I don't think you have to tap into it by saying these two guys are Mexican and they're going to fight each other. And next week they're going to do it again. And so again, kind of like what I said with the Gable and Sheamus match, it feels like a match where neither guy really gets a lot to win because Carrillo comes back to, you know, save Rey Mysterio from the beating that Andrade was giving him. But Andrade just became the champion, uh, the United States champion, that is. So you can't have him just lose it on his first title defense on a pay-per-view. So again, what happens? No one knows because, like you said, the undercard isn't well thought out. Yeah, Andrade wins. I think so too. I think it's going to be a Zelina uh, interference, some type of shenanigans. I mean, I would not be shocked if Korea wins. That wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't knock my socks off and say, oh my God, I never saw that coming. But I think 
the easiest way we can get to the next pay-per-view is Zelina does some type of shenanigans that distracts Carrillo and then Andrade gets his finisher in the win. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. All right, let's hit um let's do this. Let's let's talk another title. The SmackDown Women's Champion, uh the new face Lacey Evans taking on Bailey. What do you think of all this turn of events that's been going on? Well, so uh complete transparency, we're recording this on a Friday night and SmackDown is just finishing up right now. Uh, but I ha- I did catch the start kind of to the mid part of the episode. And one thing I did enjoy is Lacey Evans was cutting a promo up by the entrance with uh, Michael Cole, you know, saying the same lines that we've heard 9 million times that you can do it, you know, as long as you're white. But, as you know, you can do anything you want and yada, yada, yada. That's fine. Uh, and then Bailey attacked her. And the thing that I thought was the coolest part of this is Bailey attacked her. Um, Lacey fought back, and they just went through essentially the entire show. So Fire and Desire was doing a promo backstage. Yeah, or no, it was uh, Carmella and Dana Brooke. And during that promo, you see uh, Lacey Evans throw Bailey into some, you know, shenanigans and things in the back and then we go right to them fighting and then you had fire and desire versus alexa bliss and nikki cross and they get 45 seconds into the match and lacy and bailey roll into the ring because they're still fighting each other and they have to be separated again so i like that there's a little bit of like we're gonna keep fighting and it doesn't stop here in this segment like we're gonna keep fighting until it's time for our match i do like that aspect of it i just kind of feel that I don't know. I'm never comfortable even going back to Ray and Eddie when it's we involve a child. Isn't that interesting? Not really, because children actors suck. And so I'm not going to buy into what they're doing. And then it just seems, you know, lowest common denominator storytelling where it's just like, well, there's a kid. Well, you want to put him on TV? Sure. All right. We'll put her on TV. See, isn't that crazy? And nah, not really. And I don't know. The Bailey character still doesn't hit with me because there's no define what she is. I mean, she got mad at some inflatables. Okay. But then after that, why is she mad? I don't know. She got tired of wearing a ponytail, so she cut her hair. I get that, I guess. But then what's next? So, yeah. And then Lacey all of a sudden went from everyone's a nasty to you can do, you know, be all you can be. I'm not buying that. And so I don't really care about this match. I'm going to say Bailey, though. I'm going to say Bailey because Sasha Banks probably does something. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel the same way. I don't I don't foresee them. I mean, I, I, in no doubt also, do I think they would strap uh, Lacey Evans with the SmackDown Women's title in a face capacity with uh, Yahoo Yay America mm-hmm. uh, lady coming up. Uh, absolutely, would they do that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I, I might kind of now that I said that out loud, might, might be rethinking my decision. But no, I do think um, Bailey still comes out of this. I just think they. I don't feel like that's what they. I don't get the idea that they're doing the Lex Luger train with Lacey Evans all of a sudden. So right. why would they? So I think it's just going to stick with Bailey. I agree. All right, what are we going to next? Rapid fire here on Spanish Noun Stable. Yeah, we'll skip the. Um, other, you know, we'll talk about the match, like the big rumble matches last, right? So we'll, yeah, let's do, we'll do that. Do this a little bit water off the side. I'm going right off the WWE side as of Friday night, right? Nine eleven on the twenty fourth. 
Um, Roman Reigns, King Corbin falls count anywhere. I just Reigns, right? Reigns wins. Roman must pose, right? Well, so you, there's two train of thoughts on this. It, it kind of goes back to uh, like the Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 31, where if he's going to leave the champion at the end of the night, earlier in the night, we have to have him lose to Randy Orton, right? You could say uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler get involved somehow. The Usos come out. They dispatch of them. Then it's a three-on-one, you know, some type of way because falls count anywhere, and it's probably no disqualification. Baron Corbin gets the win because of outside interference from uh, Ziggler and Roode. And then later in the night, Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble. I mean, that could easily happen. I don't think anyone would be shocked if we saw that match play out that way and then the Rumble play out that way. So you have that possibility. I think, not to hedge my bet as we talk about the Rumble a little bit later, I don't think Roman Reigns will be the one that wins uh, the Royal Rumble this year. So I think he'll win this match against Baron Corbin. Yeah. I haven't set myself on a solid thing because I kind of wanted to do it, you know, live. Get a good feel for it as we talk to everything else. So I'm going to – I just feel like a Roman must I, – I, my worry is if Corbin wins, we keep going. And I don't know that we're going to keep going with this. So I feel like Reigns. Um, yeah. I'll say Reigns, but let me ask you this question. This might be the most important question of the night because we saw King Corbin do this in Nashville, and it'll be a week before Super Sunday. Is Kansas City's own King Corbin going to rock a Chiefs jersey? Where is the Rumble? Do you know? Because I can't think of it. No. Mm, yeah, where is the Rumble? Let me find out where the Rumble is. If it's in a if it's in a AFC West type city, right? Like I don't think it is, but if it's in Denver or you know now that the Raiders have moved to Vegas, Vegas or San Diego or LA, yeah, I could see that because those cities traditionally hate Kansas City because of the rivalry and division. But if it's in a city like I don't know, Philadelphia or Miami. Yeah, I don't think they'll really care. Well, it won't be in Miami because that's where the Super Bowl is. But you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if they'll, I don't know if he'll really play into that, but it would be great. And we can get into our Super Bowl talk right now as we take a halftime from the Royal Rumble if you want. Can you freaking believe it? It is. It's Minute Maid Park in Houston. (laughs) Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, God, he needs to come out with a sign that says 24 nothing and just walk out to that. Like, that needs to be a sign the entire time, those Texans fans. So, for the non-football-watching fans uh, listening to uh, the Spanish announce table and the divisional round, the Houston Texans came to Kansas City and played the Kansas City Chiefs. Houston Texans went out to a 28, right? Was 28? It was 24 nothing. Or it was 24 nothing. Yeah, but then they got to 28. But uh, it was a 24 nothing lead. And then the Kansas City Chiefs uh, said, that was fun. That was cute. We're going to score 51 points. Say that again. What'd you say? Do what? What'd you say? I said, in they took the lead. They just. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah, they scored 51 points to beat the Texans by 20. 
uh, crushing that franchise. I think they should just close up shop, uh, trade all their players right. to different teams, fire the coach, just say we're done because we're never going to come back from that. It's kind of like the Falcons never. when they lost in to the, history yeah. in the playoff history at a team been down by 20 and then won the game by more than 20. <laughs> yeah. I think that ruined the franchise. Just like when the Falcons were up 20, 28 to three or whatever it was in the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. They're never going to come back. So you can close that franchise too. Texans you're done. Uh, bye-bye. Um, so yeah, I think 1 million percent uh, because of that history right there, the instant history. Yeah. King Corbin's coming out in a Patrick Mahomes jersey or something, and I will cheer him till my face is blue if he does that. That would be the best thing ever. Chiefs by 50. Um, all right, so let's get back to the Royal Rumble. Where, where are we at here? Well, hold on one second. Let's... One second. You know, I've always watched the Super Bowl, and the last time the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl was 50 years ago, so I've been waiting for this for 50 years. I'm 34, but I've still been waiting this, waiting for this for 50 years. Um, but, you know, it's the most important game in Chiefs franchise history, and we're going to muck it up with a concert from two old middle-aged ladies singing songs from 20 years ago. How pissed off am I right now about the halftime show? Can't believe it. They're going to ruin the field, going to ruin our chances, going to have the wide receivers slipping all over because J-Lo and A-Rod and DJ Khaled have to bring I it out. I saw this one. They, they, um, it's San Francisco and Kansas City. They should have had E-40 and Tech 9 come out and, and do a battle. Oh, we'd kill E-40. E-40 just makes up little nursery rhymes. Tech Nine is an actual rapper. E forty can't rap for to save his life. Remember when the Giants and the Royals played in the World Series? Uh, San Francisco Giants, that is, uh, and the Kansas City Royals played in the 2014 World Series. And E forty was so high that foul ball uh, came back right to where his yeah. face was, and he was so high that his reaction was three seconds late. Yeah, yeah, what an idiot that guy. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's let's just do that really quick, and then we'll get into the Royal Rumble because it, we're Kansas City Chiefs fans through and through. Uh, what? Let's go on record. Super Bowl, February second, Groundhog's Day, my mom's birthday. Also, uh, Chiefs Forty ers What do you think? Thirty-eight uh, twenty-four Chiefs. I have forty-one twenty Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going more of a blowout than I am, huh? Well, this is why, because I think somehow we're not going to get fooled by their complex running game. And then from there, we're going to get a 14 to 20 point lead, maybe even 14 to 17, probably lead on them. It might be 17, seven, something like that, or, you know, a little bit more. And then it's going to make them play a game that they can't play with us because Jimmy Garoppolo plays a quarterback like a high schooler so he's not going to be too you know complex or mobile or do anything that can stop us he ain't doing nothing right and so i think they're going to have to play a game that they're not used to obviously we can play that fast-paced game and then we're going to come out to a lead because they have to pass and then eventually we just tire them out uh yeah, I've been doing nothing but like messing with people on Facebook. Anytime they post the same stuff I'm posting on Kansas Chief stuff, like the the hype videos and stuff. If they post something in San Francisco, I'm just posting uh, Chiefs related GIF uh, troll comments. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I will say this though: the Niners are really good. They are very. They good. are. And historically speaking, win. right? And historically speaking, 
when a number one offense plays a number one defense, the defense typically wins. And for those who don't know, the defense in this uh, matchup goes to the 49ers. So wouldn't be shocked, but I'm still Chiefs through and through. I think we're going to uh, beat them in a truck. Defense the last several, what, five weeks too? So Yeah, I that's mean... true. I hope so, man. I hope you're right. All right, so enough of that. that. Go Chiefs. Uh, we'll be here celebrating in Kansas City when you guys get back from Miami. But let's get back to the Royal Rumble. What is the next match on the docket? Raw Women's Champion, the man, Becky Lynch, taking on Evil Oscar. Now, isn't this a cool story? I will say this. Of all the current storylines, the you know top dog, the man in the division can't beat this one specific person, and they have, you know obviously, history to show it. I think this is pretty cool. Some of the stuff is falling flat. Where like, for example, when Becky Lynch is speaking in, I believe, Japanese to Asuka that, you know, she's going to kick her ass or whatever. Nah, that's kind of a miss. But the overall, you know, uh, elevator pitch of what this storyline is, I'm into. Uh, I hope they actually go with Asuka. I hope they continue it. Maybe at WrestleMania, then that's where the payoff is. Uh, so... I think I'm going to go outside the box because, again, we're not really you know betting for money here. I'm going to go Oscar. Yeah, well, then I'll go the other way and I'll say Becky Lynch because I could have went either way. I mean, I like the idea of Oscar, and I I like Oscar when she's trollish, for lack of a better word. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Um, when she's just like, "What are you going to fucking do about it?" Right? Because <laughs> like, her whole vibe, right? Yeah. Um, but I just feel like they're just—I I don't know. Again, I think it's the same thing on the SmackDown women's side, where I don't get the idea that they're sitting there going, "It's Oscar time, let's do it." So they're just going to be like, "Yeah, we'll keep going." Becky Lynch is the man selling shirts. People love it. I mean, they do, and we can get into the women's Royal Rumble here soon. And if Becky retains, I think we could do something with the women's Royal Rumble uh, that could get us to WrestleMania and be, you know, headlining it again. So, uh, well, I'll save that hot take for you in a couple moments. But, uh, yeah, I'll go Asuka just for fun because uh, I think it's a better storyline. But what's the next match you have for us? And then before we get into those Royal Rumble matches, let's do one more of the Universal Champion. The fiend Bray Wyatt taking on Daniel Bryan. And as good as all this is, I just don't foresee them taking it off Bray Wyatt yet. You know what I mean? With the belt and all the stuff recently. Like I just feel like that would that would kind of honestly surprise me, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what I mean? Again, would I be floored and calling you at midnight to be like, Oh my god, I don't know what time it would be. But um Probably uh, probably yeah, two in the morning. I'm gonna go with Bray. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Bray, too, just because he's just been so strong. There's no, you know, uh, collateral damage that's been hit to his character going into this match. You know, there hasn't been any weird roll-up pinfall losses that he suffered or no, he got one-upped by Daniel Bryan. Now, there was a thing with Kane and him last week, but that wasn't much. Um, So, yeah, I just think going into WrestleMania – if there's ever a time for the uh, fiend to kind of get taken down a notch, I think it's at WrestleMania, not Royal rumble. Uh, And for that reason, I think Bray Wyatt will retain. Now the other, you know, if you read dirt sheets or, you know, listen to any other podcasts, which shame on you, but if you do, 
one of the theories is Daniel Bryan, because it's a strap match, doesn't have to pin Bray Wyatt, so he can just tap off four corners. Bray Wyatt still looks strong. Bray, uh, Daniel Bryan's your champion. Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble. Now we get this fantasy matchup, you know, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin Rock, uh, Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart as far as two big, huge baby faces facing off at Royal Rumble, or except, excuse me, at the WrestleMania. You could see that, but then what would Bray Wyatt do at WrestleMania if he's not the champion is my kind of retort to that theory or that uh, guess. So, yeah, I think Bray Wyatt wins or, excuse me, uh, retains the championship uh, just because, I mean, how are you going to beat him? Especially in a match where all he has to do is touch the corners. He can put the mandible claw on you, leave you there lying, touch all the corners. There it is. So, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like it's got to be Bray. But it's interesting, yeah, like the Daniel Bryan thing, the character has gone a lot of places in a short period of time, you know, since he's been back. Hey, and shout uh, out to Daniel Bryan for pushing for an eco-friendly t-shirt, which it should be all WWE t-shirts should be this way, but shout out to him for really pressing them. Cause if you noticed Daniel Bryan never wore any of his yes t-shirts or any of that since he came back from his injury. Uh, and the rumor was, or the report was, uh, he, as he was just so against wearing the type of material that their clothing was made out of. So he pushed WWE to make an eco-friendly shirt if he's going to wear something out on television. And here they are making it. So credit to him. Yeah, credit to him. And that is good. Um, uh, speaking of shirts, um, you can buy a Spanish Announce Table shirt by going to our website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net, and uh, clicking on the merchandise, uh, the merch table link. Go to there. You can buy shirts there, or you know, you can buy any kind of shirt you want through Amazon. If you go to our website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net, click our Amazon link, you can buy a shirt there. Uh, all of that helps us out at no additional uh, you know, uh, cost to you through the Amazon. But, hey, uh, you know, enough about shirts. Let's get back to uh, to the Royal Rumbles. This is, what do you think here, Tom? You want to do women's first? Well, yeah, ladies first, right? I think that's the appropriate gentleman thing to do for us here on the Spanish Announce Table. Let's do ladies first. The Women's well, Royal all, Rumble. Uh, they're also affording the ladies uh, a lot of time to declare because right now they've only got five listed on their website of the 30 mm-hmm. competitors. Mm-hmm. And I want to go out and name the winner that's not on this list, but on this list, uh, Charlotte Flair, Italia, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross and Sarah Logan. Um, uh, I, spoiler alert, Shayna Baszler is going to win this. But oh. what else do you think is going on in this? Gonna, who's going to show up? What's what's going to happen? I definitely think Shayna Baszler is going to show up. I think she's going to make some type of impact. I think what her purpose will serve, though, is to get maybe a lesser-known NXT female who's also going to be in the match over right so uh, as you saw on uh, nxt television last week shotzi blackheart who's now a new nxt um talent on the roster uh she's had a little bit of a mini feud with Shayna baszler i wouldn't be shocked after Shayna held on that rear naked choke a little bit too long if you know Shayna gets feeling herself in the Royal rumble match. And then Shotzi Blackheart, you know, comes up from behind and throws her out, right? Like Shotzi can't b- beat her in a one-on-one match, but she can beat her in all these rumble type matches. Cause that's how the feud initially started. So I, I think that's where Shayna's role will go. I think 
Now, so going back to the Asuka and Becky Lynch match, I picked Asuka because I think it's a better storyline to say, like, Becky still has work to do to, you know, solidify herself as the number one uh, person in the division. But I think safe money is Becky Lynch because I think a returning Ronda Rousey comes back and wins the Royal Rumble. And then at WrestleMania for this year in Tampa, we get the rematch without Charlotte Flair, and it's Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. Or Shayna Baszler's going on a tear. Ronda Rousey does come back, throws Shayna Baszler out, which we save for later for when we think they're about to fight, and then they do the four horsewomen thing. Uh, as a swerve and take on the four horsewomen thing down the road. Um, I think what's more apt to happen to Shayna, as you're saying, might be a main roster person um, because then that would be Shayna's jump, right? Like, so she's on a tear, but then somebody sneaky, you know what I mean? Tosses her out, but it's a main roster person. There go. Here's the next storyline. And she's on the main roster. So I wanted to, yeah, that's actually uh, a, a sidebar from the Royal rumble that I wanted to get, some feedback from you since we obviously have been on a hiatus since NXT went to USA and the, you know, inception and start of AEW. One thing that I find interesting is now that NXT is on the USA network, which so is raw. Do you think moving forward now moving of rosters, I don't think, will stop right you know uh alexa bliss might go back to raw you know bailey might go back to raw uh becky might come to smackdown all of right. that stuff but do you think the days of being called up are over because nxt is on the usa network do you think they'll establish establish that as a third brand and not the developmental league to where then they go to raw and smackdown i think they should establish it as a third brand, but I do think there should be some fluidity when things are stale That's and somebody's true. good enough to jump around, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, I agree. Yeah. For Shayna Baszler, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think everything in NXT she's done and probably twice. So what else right. could she do? She fits in on, on any of the other two. Right. Be totally believable and it's fine and could be the champion on either two and be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, definitely. She yeah. has that victory. Yeah, she has that victory at Survivor Series over Bailey and Becky Lynch, even though Becky Lynch was the one that uh, left with her, you know, standing over top of Shayna. I think she's one of the better heels mm. uh, in the company of all rosters. Oh, yeah. Well, she's believable. I think, you know, Ronda is obviously a believable heel if she chose to be, because look at what she did in real combat. Uh, but Shayna also can do some of that, obviously not to the level of Ronda, but you know, she can kick your ass too. And I think she's a better badass than Ronda. I don't think Ronda has it in her to always be frowning. She likes to high five little girls and things like that, where Shayna's okay with, you know, sidestepping the, the four-year-old who wants a hug and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I think Shayna is probably the best yeah, heel in all of women. Ronda's got that John Cena feel where she's the, you know, the athlete that, like, you just can't one-up on the wrestling mat, right? But, like, uh, Shayna is the Randy Orton, right? She's like, mm-hmm. when you turn around, she's giving you the, you know, the Kansas City Cunt punt. Right, yeah. Uh, right. I hope somebody gives uh, one of them San Francisco 49ers the Kansas City Cunt punt. 
you know, we'll yeah. take 15 yards. Oh, a million percent. Yeah. I think smack Jimmy G right in the face, get a 15 yard penalty, but let him know like you're fucked the rest of this game. Love that idea. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> uh, or I also think because they haven't announced a lot of the women in the Royal rumble, I think Charlotte, I think something happens with Charlotte. I think the easy layup is to have some type of legend eliminate her a la Lita, maybe Trish Stratus, but they did that match already. But you know, someone of that stature to come back as a surprise or they go the opposite way and they have like an NXT. Maybe that's where Shayna, you know, one Who, one's up left to- of that stature of the veteran status. Well, so you, you still, I mean, she's been gone a while, but you could easily build her into a legend status. But Mickey James is someone who would come yeah. to mind. Uh, obviously, sure. you know, we have Trish Stratus. We have Lita. Uh, she's not the the wrestling legend, but... What's that? Have they done the Mickey Charlotte thing already? I I mean, probably. You know, there's so many storylines that they just recycle through that it all blends together. But one other person that they could do, obviously she was never known for in-ring ability, but the contrast of today's women versus the women of yesterday, put in Hall, uh, recent Hall of Famer Tori Wilson, right? I, I don't think that match would necessarily be good, but that story would be interesting, right? Charlotte hates everything that Tori Wilson stood for with the bra and panty matches and yada, yada, yada. And Tori Wilson's like, I don't like your fucking attitude, and you ain't no queen. I'm a Hall of Famer, bitch. And then boom, there right go. there. What if we get a returning AJ Lee because we get a returning CM Punk? Yeah, see, uh, right there, AJ Lee, Charlotte. I mean, who wouldn't love that match, right? I mean, I probably wouldn't be something I'm going to, like... If we I, get I'll, a dual return of uh, AJ and... And maybe, like, you know, AJ... Maybe it's just the one-off for the Rumble, right? But... Yeah, and that was... Right. AJ Lee actually would be a great idea. I like that. That's... How cool would it be if AJ Lee makes a return and CM Punk doesn't? I would love no, that. CM Punk, they just keep the chant the whole time, right? Yeah. And the, the, the yeah. CM Punk troll move, too. Yes, that would be awesome. I like that idea, actually. All right, anything else that you got for the Women's Royal Rumble that you think uh, might happen? Some surprise, some uh, swerve, anything like that? My thing is, uh, if it's not Shayna Baszler and it's not Charlotte Flair, I mean, I guess you could see an Alexa Bliss winning... Maybe Nikki Cross, right? And then just because that throws a weird angle into that, like, friendship, and that's one that, you know what I mean? Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't she get a title match at Mm. Mania, right? Well, I think, yeah, you could see things like that happen, right? One thing that wouldn't shock me but I think would be fun for the viewer is let's see Billy Kay uh, throw out Peyton Royce, right? The Iconics, you know, it's every woman for herself. So we've done the Hardy eliminates a Hardy essentially we're saying that the Iconics are sisters. I know we've never said like their blood or anything like that, but they hold hands. They are connected at the hip. Well, they've been friends since like, like somebody, only people who have been sisters or our sisters have the relationship that they've had. Exactly. In life. Yeah. So that would be a cool moment. I think actually that would be really awesome. I think if one of the Iconics eliminated the other one, I think that would think like their face of shock, almost like that they're, shocked that they did it and the other one's shocked that like I did it oh <laughs> right. no and then like, just kind of like shocked staring at each other and like I'm sorry and, like what like oh that would be so 
fun. And then that one gets thrown out too. Like immediately after, then they're both standing there staring at each other on the outside, <laughs> right? Like, well, and like, what did you do to? Yeah, and there's such a comedy act. What would be really funny if I had the the, the pencil, as they say? Uh, so I would have Billy Kay eliminate Peyton Royce, right? So Peyton Royce falls yeah. to the outside, turns and looks, and just as you describe, each face of I can't believe you did that, and I can't believe I did that, and then Billy Kay just yeah. out of guilt just eliminates herself <laughs> because she eliminated Peyton Royce, and then they hug, <laughs> yeah. And then they hug and hold hands and like, you know, walk up back to the stage. Like, I love you. I love you too. What was I thinking? I don't know. And just do that the entire time. I think that would be funny. Yeah, that would be good. I like it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well then let's talk about the men's, right? Let's talk about the fellas. A lot more names, uh, as you'll notice here. Um, and I'll just start from the top. They get less interesting as we go down. So why wouldn't I start at the top? Um, WWE champion Brock Lesnar has entered himself at number one, kind of the key storyline. Then we got Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Intercontinental Championship, Kay Nakamura, Braun Strowman, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Kofi Kingston and Big E, Eric Rowan, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Elias, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Otis, Tucker, Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Aleister Black, the Raw Tag Team Champions, Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins, which is weird, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, uh, our truth, like, but I guess it says here he undeclared after declaring, which is right. Um, so yeah, and I don't know, I didn't count. I don't think that's thirty. So um, we'll get a few sprinkles of, of folks in there. What do you think here? Well, one thing that, as you were mentioning, the men's uh, Royal Rumble uh, participants, my mind went back to last year, and remember, a surprise was Nia Jax uh, coming in. She took that RKO from Randy Orton. Uh, since there's only been five girls announced, uh, or women, excuse me, uh, on the women's side of the Royal Rumble match, I'm going to predict that one of the surprise entrances is Nia Jax. So that was just crossed my uh, my mind yeah, brain. Nia, as you were saying. Would her timetable fit with her injury, right? She's been gone a while. Like, both knees were bad, right? Like, yeah, but, you know, I think she can do a four or five minutes. Maybe she's the one that Shayna Baszler comes up to the main roster to go against, assuming that she's healthy. But that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, Steve Austin robo legs, didn't she? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so about the but, men's Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, as you were mentioning the participants, can we just talk for a quick second of how, again, there's sometimes when WWE overthinks things and it's like, what are you doing? Can we talk about the, uh, just for a quick second, the Raw Tag Team Champions, Buddy yeah, Murphy yeah. and Seth Rollins, when in the faction they have AOP? Yeah. Why you know, not make AOP the tag team champions with Seth Rollins still as your leader and then Buddy Murphy's your, you know, uh, hiring I mean, to kill? I like it if you're going to play an angle of them being like, why the fuck wasn't it us, right? But it's way too early to do that right. because this thing is working too well yeah. to start that angle yet. And it kind of waters down to me, and maybe it's because, you know, I watch so much of this shit, uh, but now Seth Rollins has been a tag champion with Dean Ambrose. And Jason Jordan. And Buddy Murphy. Else, yeah, it's, right? Isn't that what they said? What's that? I think they said he holds the record for having tag team titles with the most people, right? The most individuals. Probably. It wouldn't shock me because it seems that way. It just seems like he gets paired up with someone yeah, every the, year. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, so let's go. So, so sorry about that sidebar. But, uh, yeah, the men's Royal Rumble match, Brock Lesnar enters first. Uh, so I'll tell you what I want to happen. This is what I want to happen, Tim. Brock Lesnar comes out first, right? 
he's just filled with testosterone and and spit and fear you know he just he's a beast right so how do you break up him just pouncing back and forth and just all this just aggression right well you hit the music of i think the only guy that can really go toe-to-toe with him if this was legit you hit that cool ass music of matt riddle and Matt Riddle comes out as the original bro, and then they yeah. go after it. How cool would that be? No, because you know what's going to happen is, and here's what here's what I, I, I don't want this to happen, but Brock Lesnar is going to do this from near start to finish. There's going to be a few times where a few people get in there, right? But I think he's going to keep the number of people in there low because he's going to be beating the shit out of people, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the Brock Lesnar show like he's unstoppable. We're going to get down to the final uh, entrant guy coming in, there's only maybe two or three guys in the ring, and it's going to be Cain Velasquez. Yeah. going to win it. Well, that wouldn't shock me, right? So Cain Velasquez, a, another rumor that I've heard uh, on the social medias is uh, Tyson Fury. Now, I doubt that one because he has a legit real re- rematch with Deontay Wilder, I think, on February 22nd. So I don't think that he would just stop his training camp to do this one match and then... Yeah, there it goes, too. Yeah. yeah, but I have read that maybe Tyson Fury. But, yes, Cain Velasquez is another guy that I think, you know, they kind of want to push again because that first match was just a fucking turd in a punch bowl. And they're put a, probably a lot of money and effort into Cain Velasquez. And he's put a lot of effort into this career. So I think they want to get something out of that. But I think they could do that match without the title. I think you could have Cain Velasquez still eliminate Brock Lesnar in this match. And then they go off on their own and do a one-on-one at WrestleMania. And then someone else takes the title off of or someone else wins the rumble. They do the match early, maybe make it a triple threat because you can't trust those two having a good match together. So that could also be a possibility. I really do think something like that happens, right? Velasquez or, or, you know what I mean? Like if you're, they take him out and I think Seth Rollins could and might win this. And he uses that to further along the Monday night Messiah spiel, right? Yeah. I'm going to go take this. I'm going to go get that title mm-hmm. so that we can respect prominence, right? Mm-hmm. We can, yada, 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 right? Like, I, I, I could easily see that. Well, for shits and giggles, I think it would be really cool is if you really say, hey, we're going to make it to where Cain Velasquez doesn't have to do too much. Obviously, Brock Lesnar doesn't want to do too much, but we need a good match for WrestleMania. Throw in, you know, stir the pot a little bit. Have Rey Mysterio win the Royal Rumble. And now it almost looks like it's two-on-one against Brock. And then when they kind of throw Brock out to the ring, then Rey Mysterio and Cain Velasquez have to wrestle each other. Uh, Lesnar comes out number one. Velasquez comes out number two and throws him out. That would be cool. I I think... If I were if I were to bet, if I you know if you said you have to bet some real money that would affect your life, what will happen? I think something like that will happen as more of a shock value than Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble or Brock Lesnar making it to the end. I think him getting eliminated at spot four, spot five, something like that. Yeah. I think that will happen. Look, I think you know because you got to think again what they're going to do at WrestleMania, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I just like. Either Lesnar, it's Reigns is always the you know the option there. Mm-hmm. 
they seem to like Corbin, so that one wouldn't shock me. You always got to consider Randy Orton because they're like, yeah, we can always slap a Randy mm-hmm. Orton. Oh, that guy. all the time. Braun Strowman, maybe, but I don't feel like they've got the confidence in him. No, and I think uh, he'll go for the IC title with, yeah. uh, with Nakamura. And then it's Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? Like, to mm-hmm. me, that's it. That's all real options here, unless McMahon's still got a thing for Drew McIntyre, you know, but I don't. Uh, I don't know. So I think Rollins, I really feel like it's going to be Rollins and he's going to continue this field. That, that yeah. If you, you were going with raw booking and taking past experiences and, you know, forecasting the future, I think that would be the safest bet. Uh, but I do think the most interesting bet would be if Brock Lesnar did win it, right? If Brock Lesnar went in number one and won the whole damn thing, because then who is he facing at WrestleMania? What if he just says, I'm not going to be at WrestleMania? That, I think, is an interesting thing, is the champion. And he goes, I get the night off. Yeah, I, I'm taking the night off. I don't want to do this. And then what What can anyone do? He's sitting there, and he's like, I don't got to work tonight. I'm contractually obligated to be here, but I don't got to work. Right? I, like, yeah. Like that. I think that would be I think that would be awesome. Uh, I think. Yeah, we're going to see John Cena at this Royal Rumble, aren't we? Well, the other rumor, if you if you read all these rumors and stuff, the other rumor is we finally get the payoff, and it's The Rock who appears, and The Rock wins the Royal Rumble, and then we get Rock versus Brock uh, at WrestleMania for the title. Mm, that could happen. But I don't know. I think yeah. The Rock is – honestly, I, I really feel – now, money talks, and obviously when SmackDown debuts on Fox, he can do a fun promo and a rock bottom. But I really feel that he's done. I don't think he'll ever do the WrestleMania match. Again, I could be wrong there, but I, I really feel at his age, the injuries he suffered in both Cena matches where the one in Miami, I think he tore his whole pec or some, or his abdomen, and then the next one he tore his uh, ACL or something like that. Like, I think he's kind of like, bar, right? yeah, yeah I, I kind of think he's like, you know what? They love me over there. I don't have to do that match where when he came back, he was kind of saying like, remember me, even though we knew who he was, but you know what I mean? Remember me as a wrestler. His presence, his presence written into a few things is as good as him wrestling. Right. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. what they want him for. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm outside of some bizarre if Stone Cold Steve Austin was like, I'm going to do one last match, I want to be The Rock, which he won't, um, you know what I mean? Like maybe something like that. But if The Undertaker was like, I'm going to wrestle my final guaranteed match and it's it's The Rock, you know, like sure. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think that they need him to do that, right? Unless Saudi Arabia is going to pay another billion dollars. Right, exactly. Uh, so since I really have been riding the fence and not giving a pick, I will go on the record. Because, again, this matters. Spanish Noun Stable picks uh, for the Royal Rumble is as good as gold. I will say, because I like the fun, even though I think Brock Lesnar will get eliminated early, I'm still going with Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble. I would, yeah, I would like to see it, and I'd like to see him do it Stone Cold Steve Austin style. Like when he was in there and he just kept throwing somebody out and then he had to sit there and wait. Do that the whole way through. One in, one out, Brock Wade. <laughs> I, yeah, well, if you remember, one of the most uh, fun Royal Rumble, at least starts to a Royal Rumble, was uh, I believe it was the one in Atlanta that uh, Edge came back and, and won uh, coming off an injury. But the Royal Rumble started with 
CM Punk doing that straight edge society and he would throw people out and then get back on the mic and say like, you guys need to follow me. I am your, you know, God and all this stuff. You could do that with Brock Lesnar throwing people out, Paul Heyman standing on the uh, apron and just saying, yeah, this is the spoiler. He just, 17th, you know? Yeah, this is the spoiler. I told you the spoiler. I mean, that would be fun, too. You could reset every record, right? Most eliminations, in like, immediately. Mm -hmm. He could reset, like, the fastest person out because, you know, he Slater runs in it. Yep. He could throw, you know what I mean? Like, just, it could be all of that. He could just redo all of it with Brock Lesnar gloating. Uh, yeah, that could be fun. I did see another rumor that Edge uh, may do this one. Oh, God, I hope not. Especially if he's go- coming back against Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, remember what he did to Bob Holly when he accidentally broke Bob Holly's neck and then kicked him in the neck? I don't want Edge to mm-hmm. come back in his first match be with Brock Lesnar. No, no. No, well, no, no. The Royal Rumble, you know what I mean? Like you come in and somebody else could, you know. Well, yeah, hopefully, right? Like that would be perfect world scenario if he comes back. But if he comes back to win the damn thing, I'm holding my breath until, you know, yeah, July. And, and Christian and Christian throws out Edge. That would be fun, right? And then we get the one more match for Christian and then the last ever match for Edge. And it's Edge versus Christian at WrestleMania. That'd be great. That would be perfect. Well, yeah, man. What else? Anything? I do. I mean, I wish they could. The problem is uh, with what I'm about to discuss here that is that they are the top and they've got most everybody that's a, a big noteworthy name under the WWE umbrella. I like the idea that the Rumble does get you the Mania match because we can get that right. The Rock can show up out of nowhere mm-hmm. and be like, well, yeah, Rock in a WrestleMania match. Sure. So, like, if Cody, were to, which isn't going to happen, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, you know, somebody of that, right? Like, uh, that oops, they forgot to to re-sign up Adam Page, and here he comes. And mm-hmm. oh, look who's yeah, look who's got a mania match, right? Yeah. Like, I like that idea. That they never really actually seem to pull that trigger, right? When somebody shows up as a surprise, right? Definitely, you can almost count they're not winning. Yeah, of course. Uh, what I think about with this Royal Rumble is two things. One, I think it's fun because there's not a clear cut pick. Uh, you know, going back to as we i forget the year but as we went into wrestlemania 29 it was kind of written in stone before the match even happened that john cena would win the royal rumble because rock just beat cm punk for the title and then that's the rematch in new york right so everyone kind of just yawned their way through that royal rumble because we knew it was going to happen this one there's no clear-cut person right we came up with 10 different scenarios and i don't think we're 100 percent confident on any of them right because it could easily just right. be roman reigns wins again um, but I think, I think, right, exactly. I think the goal, if I were to peek behind the curtain and hear the, the pitch meetings for the layout of this match, I, I do still think that the goal, because, uh, you know, cave breaking kayfabe here, you know, uh, NXT is not beating AEW in the ratings week in week out on Wednesday nights. I think the goal of this Royal rumble is to get over as many NXT guys as top stars, right? So if Brock Lesnar does get eliminated, some people that I think could possibly do it, if it's not the legends of, you know, Edge coming back or something like that, I think a Keith Lee could eliminate him. I think an Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era could throw him out, right? Do a four-on-one and they all get him out. I went back to those names that I listed. I counted them. There's like 24, so there's only like six open slots from what I can see. So yeah, it, well, but you know how the Rumble can say that 
you know, they could say that the revivals in the match and then the night of go like, fuck you guys, you're not in, you know, so they could, you know, who knows? Cause the, they change on a drop of a dime. But I think the, the goal of this year's Royal rumble match for the men and for the women uh, will be, let's establish these NXT talents as top talents in the entire company, not just in NXT. Huh. Yeah, it would be cool though to see like um yeah, Matt Riddle. That, I mean Oh, if if somehow if some yeah, you did name a, a lot of names and I'm fantasy booking here, but if we could somehow get the payoff of Matt Riddle comes in, let's just say Brock Lesnar, you know, took a took the Claymore kick from Drew McIntyre, he rolls underneath the bottom rope, he's outside. Uh Drew McIntyre sitting there or standing there waiting for the next guy. It's Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle comes in, just does all of his fun moves to Drew McIntyre, eliminates Drew McIntyre, again, establishing an NXT guy as a top star. And then the next guy be fucking Goldberg. That would be the goddamn greatest thing in the world, wouldn't it? Yep, Goldberg. Oh, Goldberg and Matt Riddle finally getting in the ring together. Oh, Matt Riddle will fuck him up. Now he'll probably get thrown out by Goldberg if that were to ever happen, but... I bet you Matt Riddle would lay one kick right into his gut and be like, this is how the real shit feels. Anyhow. uh, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the Rumble because, again, there's no clear-cut choice. There's 10 different ways I think you can go, and that's exciting. So I'm excited for both uh, Rumble matches, not the undercard, to be honest, as we kind of started off the podcast episode with Chad Gable or Shorty G and Sheamus. But uh, I am excited for the matches, the uh, women and men we call them shorts. Shorts. I like that. <laughs> they're swim trunk and now they're shorts. Shorts. Dude, swim trunk today went to do soccer evals, right? Uh, and his coach is also a coach at the Johnson County Community College, right? So he says, I need him to come to my office for the evals. So my wife takes him there and she says, the kid was like, uh, are you one of the uh, incoming freshmen? And since 12. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> either you're really bad at telling age or i'm just a beast i'm gonna go with i'm a beast i was like that's crazy and she was like i mean not if you saw some of these kids i guess <laughs> she was like i guess he's measuring up but yeah swim trunk so yeah man uh royal rumble i'm excited too and plus uh it's a helpful way to tide me over until uh what i will not refer to as super bowl sunday it is only referred to as the day the chiefs win the Super Bowl. Oh God, uh, I hope so. Me. I hope so. so. I'm a natural pessimist. Tom, so it is the day the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Whenever you refer to it, it can't be referred to as the Super Bowl or Sunday or whatever. When people are like, "What are you doing uh, for the Super Bowl?" You're like, "Oh, what am I doing for the day the Chiefs win the Super Bowl?" You, you see what I'm saying? Oh, I hope you're right. God, I hope you're right. You have to help me with this. You have to speak it into existence, and everybody does, right? You have to follow along. Right. Anytime you have to control the conversation. <laughs> I agree. Oh God. See, see in, two, in 2015 when the Royals won the world series, that was cool, but I was never really a big Royals fan because I hated the owner and how he treated the team as more make profit than get wins. So I was never really a Royals fan growing up. Uh, so when they won, it was cool for the city. And I like some of the players, Salvador Perez and Eric Hosmer, sure. and, you know, like, you know I, and I just, I hadn't watched them enough yeah. to feel like I was a fan. Yeah. And, it, and I watched them and yeah, it was great, but I've always been a Chiefs fan. Like I said, I'm 34. I've been waiting 50 years for this. 
And so, good God, I hope it happens. But I'm a natural pessimist, so I keep thinking that, that you know, the other shoe's going to drop because Patrick Mahomes has yet to have a bad game in his career, so why not do it in the fucking Super Bowl? But no, I really hey. hope, hey, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Demarcus Robinson, uh, Sammy Watkins, you got Damian Williams in the backfield, you got Stone Cold Chris Jones on the defensive line, you got Frank Clark, you got the Honey Badger, go Chiefs. Well, let's let's. Here's the one I also heard today too. Uh, every game this year, the Chiefs played that Eric Fisher suited up for and started. They won. God, I hope so. Oh, come on, God. Bless All, right. All right, let's let's huh? end, yeah, let's end the podcast so I can have, hyperventilate and play Madden in 15 different ways and beat the 49ers with the Chiefs because uh, I'm I'm just worried because I'm a worrier. But uh, WWE Royal Rumble can't wait tim it was great to talk to you it was fun we need to do this again maybe for the mania um and then yeah go chiefs the spanish announce table